Hallelujah. It's good to be with you this morning. Who came hungry this morning? You know, it's a real blessing to be with you. I love, I love your pastor, Pastor Mario, his whole family. Anointed, amen? And if we need one thing in the churches of America is anointed pastors, amen? But not just pastors, anointed men and women of God. Because the reality is, if the devil could use one woman to get prayer out of school, if the devil could use one woman to get abortion to become legal, imagine what one woman full of the Holy Ghost can do. Amen? What one man full of the Holy Ghost can do. And God has raised you up for this time. He didn't pick you for another time. But He has a purpose and a plan, amen, for you for today. You are a 21st century revivalist, and that's what God has called you for. Amen? A 21st century planet shaker, that's what God has called you for. Amen? Hallelujah. It's not time to play games anymore. And we could see that with this pandemic, really a pandemic to shut up the church. Don't think it wasn't. I talked to Governor Greg Abbott personally. My wife and I prayed with him. And he said, this is not an attack against America. This is not an attack against even Texas. This is a direct attack against the church and against faith. Amen? And that's why I know that Joe Biden is aligned with the kingdom of darkness. Because he occupies that office the same way the devil occupies his office, by stealing it, by robbing it. Bottom line, just like what the devil did with Adam and Eve, he stole it. But the reality is, they should have not given it away. Amen? And so we're not going to give away America. Amen? We're not going to give away Mexico or Argentina, wherever you're watching from. We're not giving anything away. Amen? But we're taking it back. And we're going to take it back by the power of God. You know, I read a story in the newspaper years ago about a man who they found dead in the alley of Houston, Texas. Can you imagine? A man was dead in the alley, and when they examined his body, they found that he had over $20,000 cash strapped to his body. But he died of starvation. Can you imagine? Over $20,000 strapped to his body, but he dies of malnutrition, of starvation. All he needed to do was go down to Stripes and get a taco. For a dollar or a dollar ninety nine to get fed. But he never put that money into circulation. I'm here to tell you, church, of what you have on the inside of you, it's time to put it to circulation. If the church only knows what they have, what God has given them, amen, and that the authority and the power that Jesus Christ, the head of the church, has delegated to you, if you just start to put it into circulation, church, amen, come on, you start to give it away. Get ready to see what God's going to do. Not just in your life, but through your life. You'll see the entire region shaken by the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're here to do. Amen? Amen. 
It don't belong to the devil. It belongs to us. The church, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the fire of God, is the restraining force on the earth today. Amen? So as long as we're here, the devil can't have it. Hallelujah. And I know I'm going to do my part. Amen. But it's about every single person doing their part. Every single. And I believe that really, church, we got to stop just asking God for these little things. You know, that well, help me to help me to pay my bills and my light bills and my gas bill and help me. Uh, I can get food. You know, let me buy something off that dollar menu, Lord, if you bless me with a cheeseburger off that dollar menu. <laughs> Amen. You're asking for little things. You shouldn't even be eating that garbage anyway. But anyway, (laughs) hallelujah, it's good. The reason President Trump eats it is because McDonald's so much, because you know how many times they've tried to poison him? But if he goes and picks up his food at McDonald's, they don't know what McDonald's he's going to. Amen? Anyway, they've tried to assassinate him multiple times. Did you know that? Do you know President Trump was a praying man? That's something they don't tell you in the media. Did you know when he was going to run? You know, when Obama was running his second term, Trump was going to run. So we actually got together with Paula White. Who knows who's ever heard of Paula White? And said, bring 20 of the most anointed pastors you know. Bring them to the Trump Tower. You know, they've had a six-hour prayer meeting in Trump Tower. President Trump. This was when Obama ran his second term. And they prayed for six hours. And he said, "What, uh, what did God say? He asked all the pastors there, what did God say? They said, well, no, no, it's not about what God told us. It's about what God told you. And it works the same way with you, church. Amen? Amen. Come on. And he said, it's not time. But then when he was going to run the second time, he did the same thing. Paula, get 20 of the most anointed pastors. Bring them pastors back, man. We're going to have a prayer meeting. We're going to hear from heaven. Amen? And they prayed six hours Can you imagine in Trump Tower in his office? Yeah, you heard that in the media, right? The crap news network tell you, CNN? Amen? MSNBC? Don't even get me started on that one. I can't say that one here. Mostly news network. But anyway, uh, you know, the thing about it is the reality is The news media is just going to instill fear. That's all they want to do. So they prayed, though. And then they said, what did you hear? They they asked President Trump, what did you hear? It's time. I'm going to get the victory. And did he ever get the victory? You see, that's why a lot of people don't like him. But he is a wrecking ball against the establishment and against the globalist. You've got to realize there is an agenda out there. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I tell you what, there are real conspiracies against you, church. That's why it takes in, in uh, 2009, the good club meets with Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, George Soros, Oprah Winfrey, real estate moguls, development moguls, financiers. They develop, and you know what they determined? You know, it got leaked. You know what they said? Let's unite so we can come against the world. We can... We can get our agenda out there. But we have a problem, they said. 
you know what the problem was? The church is in our way. Oh, come on. Get ready, church. This is the church's finest hour. Hallelujah. God is raising up an army. And I told your pastor this back in the back room. Your pastors, I told you this. I said the Hispanic church is going to be the dominant force in the church, I believe. In America and across this world. That's why I married into it. Amen. This is my wife, Pastor Gloria. Come up here, baby. Come with me. Let me just introduce my wife. Amen. She don't like this when I do this to her, you know, but she's anointed. Amen. Matter of fact, I should just go sit down and let you preach, baby. She's anointed. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. This is my good thing. Amen. Love you, baby. Hallelujah. So, yeah, she grew up her first years in Mexico. Her dad is from Efe, Mexico City. Her grandfather's from Oaxaca. Grow a bunch of coffee beans down there. Amen. I like coffee. Praise the Lord for coffee. Yeah. The fuel of champions. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, baby. I love you. Hallelujah. So I got my wagon attached. You know, the Bible. The Bible says that uh, in Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I believe that's what God's going to do today. He's going to fill you up. Amen. Fill you up to overflowing. So whatever you need, amen, it's here. You know, really, the reality is, is the anointing is here. Amen. The anointing is here, and it's you that would reach out and grab it. Heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. You've got to take it. You've got to say, I want it. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. And that's what I did. Come on. That's right. Hallelujah. Pastor, I I showed up at the right place this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of denominations knew even what you have. Here, amen, come on, they would cherish it. You have the anointing in this place, amen? Amen. Outside of the anointing, nothing matters. Outside of the anointing, you can't get anything to happen, amen? Hallelujah, and that's why really, as I minister today, you know, I ask the Lord, what what should I really minister along the lines? And and really, that's today what I'm going to minister along the lines of the anointing and the fire of God, Amen? You know, over in the book of Acts, if you'll go there with me, Acts 1.8. I better read a scripture so I don't get... (laughs) So I don't get in trouble here. Amen? Hallelujah. You're going to hear a lot of scripture. You just may not see me actually open up the Bible and read it out verbatim. Amen? But a lot of scripture will be quoted today. But Acts 1.8 says... Well, I'm going to go back one, actually. I'm going to go Acts 1, verse 7 and 8. It says, And he said unto them, he being Jesus, speaking to the disciples. How many disciples do I have in the house this morning? Amen. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You know, I want to point something out here is it's amazing because the disciples are saying, hey, if you go back one verse, they're saying, when are you going to restore again Israel? You know, and Jesus' response was this. It says, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Amen. You know, there are things that sometimes the church runs around and tries to figure out and they have full conferences on this stuff. And you know what I mean? Run around and trying to figure out the times and the seasons and things that are going on. You know, and other things too, don't even get me started. I've been around the block, amen? People running after gold dust, people running after feathers and jewels and all kinds of flaky nonsense, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of that going on, not here, amen? Praise the Lord for that. You should be thankful for your pastors, amen? Because it's not about the counterfeit. You know there is a counterfeit out there. And and the devil can get you chasing the counterfeit. You'll never have the real. But the real is available. Amen? I want the real. Hallelujah. I don't need a white sheet because the glory of God is like a glory cloud. Why would I want the fake when I could have the real glory? Amen? I'm not trying to shoot anybody sacrilegious, you know, uh, uh, religious cow this morning. But, you know, it is what it is. I am a hunter. Amen. So I have my 30 out six in the spirit. Amen. And we'll shoot that cow, that religious cow right between the eyes. Amen. And then we'll cook them up and have a big pachanga. Hallelujah. Amen. But there is the real and there's the fake and there's a lot of things that people run around. I mean, you know what the whole thing with the feathers. Like, have you ever seen an angel molt? where he loses his feathers, you know, like an angel that has mange. Have you ever seen a mangy dog? That's what they equate it to. It does, it's not going to happen, you know. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not that smart, but I'm that smart. I mean, you know, come on. Hallelujah. But see, even here, you know, when is God going to restore again the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says, don't worry about what's in God's hands. And literally, then he says the most powerful thing, worry about. Concern yourself, the power I put into your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Don't worry about anything else that's going on. Worry about what God has given you. Amen? Concern yourself with the things of God and what he's put in your hands. Because if you realize what is on the inside of you, church, amen? And you just begin to release that, hallelujah, you will see... Lives literally changed by the power of God. Entire regions will change. You know, I'm a student. I'm a student of history. I study about the first great awakening and the second great awakening. You know, I look at history to see where men and women caught it. Caught it, amen? Amen. The fire of God, the anointing, and then they totally changed everything around them. You know, like the story of the coffee bean. You know, my high school, my high school boat, my high school coach. Eighty-five years old. He was uh, actually he was here in mission. At um, no mission at uh, White, 
um, what, what is it? Kenneth White, is that what it is? Yeah. At the high school, I guess, right? Middle school, middle school, that's right. K. White, middle school, there you go, thank you. I love interaction, don't, yeah. If you're quiet, I'm going to have to stir it up a little bit. Amen? But anyway, he, he found out I was a pastor and came and got really touched, got hit by the power of God. I think his service, that first service he was at, he spent most of the time laying right about there. The entire service, 80, 82, I think at the time, 82 years young. Now he's 85. You know, and, and I really just, I'm telling that story because, you see, two weeks later he came to me and he said, I, I want to know how to win souls. I want to know how to unpack my community. So I'm here to tell you that it's, it's, not, too, you're, it's not too, you're not too young, you're not too old. Amen? Yes. That God would want to use you. Amen? To see entire regions shaken. I think he's led over how many people? Over 9,000 people on the campuses in South Texas to Jesus, the youth. Never discount what God is doing and never discount those people that are around you. Amen? But there's one thing that he always says. He says, sick them, Jason. Amen? And that's what God wants you to sick them. Amen? We got to get them saved. We got to get them delivered. We got to get them set free. And that's what the anointing does. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what it does in our lives. The anointing is tangible. It's real. Who, who feels the anointing? Even now, I feel the anointing. It's like electricity. So this power, this what happened on the day of Pentecost. You understand that when you go, when you read in, two, in chapter 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Where we're in one accord in one place this morning. Get ready for the fire of God to fall. Amen? Not another Pentecost but it's the same fire. Amen? The same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost is the same fire that's fallen today. Amen? It hasn't changed. It's the same fire. You know, it's the same fire that Elijah called down, though, too. It's the same fire that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So the fire of God, it purges, it cleanses, but it also propels and launches you out. Amen? Hallelujah. It empowers you And that's really what the anointing is about. The anointing is the supernatural equipment of God to get the job done. And you say, what's my job? What you're called to do. Amen? The anointing is the anointing, but the calling is different. So not everyone is called to be in the office of the pastor. Amen? There are other offices. But you have a specific purpose god did not put you on this planet by accident amen so you could say well i'm too old no i just talked about my 85 year young coach and everywhere he goes he talks about the story i told him about the coffee bean you thought i forgot i wasn't going to tell you the story didn't you i knew exactly where i was amen so you take that coffee bean You see, the thing about it is, there was this woman, and she went in to talk to her mom, going through a lot of problems, and the mom just starts boiling water, three pots. And she takes carrots, and she takes raw eggs, and she takes coffee beans, and she puts them into those pots at the same time. So you've got raw egg, I mean, you know, an egg, 
like you're going to boil an egg, puts it in the, the, the pot of water, carrots in the pot of water, and coffee beans in the pot of water. While the daughter is, you know, complaining about life and her struggles and what she's going through, that water's just boiling. You know, isn't that like life? Sometimes it gets hot. There's situations, there's circumstances, there's things going on. I mean, come on. That's what COVID was to do. It's to shut you up and close you down. It was, it was a situation around you, but you've got to make a choice and you've got to make a decision. So she says, Mom, finally she realizes this is going on. What in the world? Mom, why are you boiling water and you've got eggs, carrots, and coffee beans? She said, well, because listening to you, this is the best way to describe it. Don't worry if you get a little spittle, it's anointed. Amen? I just saw, whew, I have that tendency. Amen? My parents, they go to our church, they sit on the front row, and every once in a while, I'll see my mom going like this if I get too close to her. Yeah. But remember, Jesus spit, he made clay, and opened the blind eyes. So if I spit on you, something's going to happen. Amen? Hallelujah. And you don't have to worry about COVID because I'm inoculated. I do not have. Amen? You say, how are you inoculated, Pastor? By the blood of Jesus. I don't need blue cross, blue shield. I got the red cross. Amen? Hallelujah. I got the blood of Jesus. So as she's listening to this woman, I mean, her daughter, you know, this woman's listening to her daughter. She says, you know, the eggs, when you put them in the water, they're very fragile. But as they come into that hot situation, they become hard. So you could become hard, you could become bitter, you can allow your heart to just shut down, you could, you can get a fence, you can get, there's a lot of things that could, that where we're, you're very fragile, but when you get into a hot situation, it can change you and make you hard and, <laughs> and then you have the carrots, where the carrots went into the hot, went into the water, they went in hard. But then they got real soft and they can make you a big, just a mushy mess if you allow that hot water to begin to just, you just stay in the situation and you see it that way, it'll just destroy you and you'll just become mush. You're just going to be a hot mess. But then see the coffee bean. When that coffee bean goes into that hot water, the water color changes. The aroma changes. The taste changes it does not allow the water to change it it changes the water it changes the air it changes the test the taste of it amen it changes the atmosphere the very atmosphere will change come on so i'm talking when you're a holy ghost woman when you're a Holy Ghost man, you will change the atmosphere. The very atmosphere around you will change. Amen? That's all you got to do. You go into a situation and somebody, maybe one of your friends starts complaining about all their problems and all their trials. You just got to say, uh, stop. Wait a minute. I'm about to open up a river. Because on the inside of me, there are rivers of living water. And I'm just going to open up a river. Amen? Hallelujah. And we're going to see that problem turn around. We're going to see that problem eliminated. Amen? Hallelujah. 
You know, the reality is Jesus was God's gift to the world. But the Holy Ghost is God's gift to the church. Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm telling you what, we've got to get out of this stage of asking God for little things and believing for little things. Amen? We need to believe for big things. Amen? Come on. That's why you should be believing for a, your land, your church, your building, because this is too small for you. Amen? Because it is going to explode. Your year of explosion is here. Amen? In the midst of everything else. It doesn't matter what the natural economy looks like. You're functioning by a different economy. Amen? Who's seen that in 2020? My wife and I, we're more blessed. We don't know where all this money is. I mean, it's coming. I mean, it's like, yeah, you just see this. So it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. We do not look through the eyes of the natural. We look through the eyes of the Spirit. Amen? And it is your best hour, church. Amen? It is your best hour. But stop asking God for these little things. These little, you know, I mean, you know, I'll tell you a story about Napoleon. Who knows who Napoleon is? Bonaparte, not dynamite. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Which, 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 which one, Pastor? Which, which? Not, not Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Bonaparte. Amen? You know, he was decorating a soldier, and it's pretty awesome because he's decorating this young officer with a medal of war. It's the highest honor you can get. Like I said, I study history. I just, because you know what? I learned from it. I'm not going to go through the same thing. Amen? So here it is, he's decorating this young officer with this highest honor you can get. And he asked the young officer, what do you want? And the young officer says, remember that island in the Mediterranean? Give me that island. And without hesitation, Napoleon says, it's yours. And all of his generals and all of the ones that are around him, his council... His cabinet said, how can you give this young officer that island in the Mediterranean? That is a strategic point. That's like a stronghold for us. That's like, and do you know what it took us to defeat and to overcome and to actually get that island? Do you know what it took? How can you give this young officer that island? And Napoleon told them, looks at them and tells them, Because that young officer honored me in the magnitude of his request. It was that he asked me for something, not just little. But that he asked me for something big, almost impossible. Because he had trust in me that I could give it to him. Church, we need to begin to ask God for big things. Amen? Because how much do we trust him that he'll give it to you? Are you trusting Him for little things? Come on. Are you trusting Him for big things? If you serve a big God, amen, and you know He's big, you're going to ask Him for big things. Hallelujah. Is this helping some people this morning? Amen. But it's about what God wants to do through your life. Amen? Amen. You know, I could tell you about my life. My wife, I mean, I was, I was a complete 
wreck. I was, I was broken. You're looking at a once broken man. But now that once broken man that got a hold of the things of God now breaks chains off of people. Bondages, delivers, heals, sets free by the power of God. Amen? Come on. Not that it's me, but that it's God's power working through me. It is God's power working through you. You know, is there an electrical outlet? There's probably plenty of them here. You look at an electrical plug that's on the wall. That's what we're like. Remember, I'm I'm talking about the anointing this morning. One of the best ways to describe the anointing is electricity. That's why I'm talking about, you know, even in the fire of God. The fire of God can actually warm you. In the natural, it can actually warm you. Amen? Who's ever where they feel like like tangible, like a warmth or heat? Amen? But that same fire can burn things up. It's the same with electricity. That electricity can actually do a lot. We would not have these lights, these cameras, the internet, computers, everything without electricity. Amen? But you can't claim to be the source of it. No one can claim to be the source of it. Matter of fact, Benjamin Franklin with the kite and all that. I mean, look at Edison, everyone else. You know what? They didn't invent electricity. They just discovered how to harness its power. And that's a lot of what it's like with the anointing. We are not the source of it. God is, but we learn how to harness it, how to have it operate in our lives. Amen? We're like an electrical plug that's connected to the source. Amen? God is that source. Amen? He is our power source. And anything that plugs into that connection is plugged into the source. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why it's important to stay connected. My dad's an electrician by trade. And he'll tell you, if you mess around with that power, it's going to zap you. It's going to hurt you. But if you use it in the right things, boy, you could do a lot with it. You can power things. You can... Amen? Come on. So that's really, is that, it's like the electricity of heaven, and I feel that this morning. Amen? I feel the electricity of heaven in this place to touch people, to empower people. Amen? Come on. He wants to equip you this morning. Why? Because there is a heavenly mandate that God has given you, amen, that He will speak to you to accomplish here on earth. Amen? This life is very temporary. Very. We're but a vapor. We're gone. We come, we leave. Gone. But I tell you what, until we get the heaven out of here, amen, hallelujah, we are going to see a move of God like has never been seen before. And I believe this church will be part of it. Amen? Come on. And you say, well, I can't, I, I, I don't know if I can be pastor. No, 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 no. I'm not telling you to go be pastor. Be, you know, I'm not telling you I'm, uh, that you have to be even in the five-fold ministry. Amen? I'm telling you, get a hold of what God wants you to do and then do it. You might be called in business. You know, it's, it's biblical, right? Go over to Deuteronomy 8.18. It says, but remember the Lord your God who has given you power to create wealth. To establish his covenant. You know there's an anointing for wealth. Amen. 
Hallelujah. There is an anointing for prosperity. There is an anointing for business. Amen. And so it's finding out what God would have you to do, but it's going to really take an encounter of the Holy Ghost kind, the heavenly kind. Amen. That God would then use you. Can you imagine if he took somebody like Saul of Tarsus, who was the greatest persecutor of the church, with orders in his hand, headed to Damascus to kill a bunch of Christians, that he would have an encounter with God on the road to Damascus, that Jesus himself shows up, amen, that Saul of Tarsus would have that kind of encounter that it would literally knock off the S and God would put a P there and you and, and change his name because he was never the same again. Amen? And that's what we want for you. Amen? That's my desire, that you will never be the same. Amen? Hallelujah. But you know what? It holds true to those people that are persecuting and coming against you. They are just one step away. That's how I look at it. Amen? They are one step away from an encounter with God. Amen? The ones that push against and kick against the pricks the hardest, they're the ones that are closest on the threshold. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. And that's what we, I believe, are going to see. In this day, in this hour, God has handpicked you for this time. He didn't pick you for the 12th century. He didn't pick you for the 16th century. Thank God He picked you for the 21st century. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, mind you, I would have liked to be there when I saw the one-eyed shoemaker, you know, to hear, to see the one-eyed shoemaker move the mountain. You all know that story, right? You ever heard the one-eyed shoemaker? Marco Polo writes about it. It's a phenomenal story. Can I, can I tell it, Pastor? You know, Marco Polo, if you go read his writings, if you, if you get them, get the unabridged version. What does that mean? It means the ones that's not edited. It's just his stories of his travels. Remember, Marco Polo, he was with Genghis Khan and all these other. I mean, he saw just all kinds of things. Well, he goes in and he finds the story of the one-eyed shoemaker that moved a mountain. And so he writes about it. You can read. But what happened is there was this caliph, basically like a Muslim overlord, Okay. He was like a sheriff. That's what a caliph is like. And he has this army. And he was known to read the Bible. This caliph was, this Muslim. And he would find different scriptures, and then he would go into a city or invade a place and said, you're Christians, and according to your Bible, it says you can do this, right? So in one week, I'm going to come back and you're going to do it. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to execute the whole village. I'm going to burn it to the ground. We got it easy, church. Amen? Come on. Put your mask on. Use the sanitizer. Yeah. No, no, you're too close, sir. You're too close. Okay, right there. My goodness. Anyway. I want to punch that devil right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if you feel that, you know, are you with me, Pastor? You get like this holy indignation come upon you, this holy anger, amen. Hallelujah. Remember the violent take it by force. Amen. 
So here it is, this caliph does that, and he finds the place in the Bible, and he says, it says that you can speak to a mountain and move it. So I'm going to come back in one week. You can't move the mountain. My army's coming with me. You're all gone. Bye-bye. So the priest, what do you do in a situation like that? I mean, you know, what do you do? You pray. So he goes to pray. And God shows him in such and such village, you know, a, a couple of days away, a couple of days travel, or three days travel or something like that, there's this guy. He's a, one, he's a shoemaker. He's a one-eyed shoemaker. Go find him. He'll move the mountain. That's what God tells him. You're, you're, I mean, how many of us would be like, God, wait a minute. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna take me and send me over to Laredo to find this guy working in Payless. I mean, I'm trying to put it into perspective, right? This guy that's in Payless, he's got an eye patch. He's the guy that's going to move the mountain. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm very visual, so I see things like that. Okay? So the guy from Payless, okay, he's, he's going to... I mean, couldn't it at least be J.C. Penney? I mean, Dillard's. Dillard's, Lord. Right? Dillard's. Jones and Jones. Jones and Jones. You know, you're like it. No, it's just this, this one-eyed shoemaker. He can move the mountain. So the priest goes and he talks to the guy. And the guy says, why do I want... If I go, you see the, the price that you have to pay. Because if the one-eyed shoemaker goes and the mountain doesn't move, uh, guess what? He dies. He, it's over. But he agrees to go. And so the caliph comes back. And he lines up his army, and he said, there's the mountain. I'll wait. But not too long. So the one-eyed shoemaker, by the way, you know why he was one-eyed shoemaker? While he was uh, sizing a woman's foot for shoes, her dress moved. And he saw her leg. And for a moment, he had a lustful thought. So he went into the back room, found a hook, and gouged his eye out. Because the Bible says, amen, to God, it's better to gouge your eye out and to go in blind into heaven than seeing into hell. He took it literal. I'm not telling you to go gouge your eye out. But you see, he meant business. Amen? You know, and the reality is God is looking for people that will do business with Him. And if you do business with God, He will do business with you. Amen? Bottom line. So here it is. He stands in front of the mountain. The army's there. And the one-eye shoemaker speaks to the mountain. And the mountain disappears. There was a great earthquake. It gobbled up the mountain to no more. The caliph and his army fell on their face and gave their hearts to Jesus immediately. Do you know that caliph actually wore a cross underneath his Muslim robe and all that stuff? He wore it underneath. Isn't that something? A cross there. He actually had a Christian burial, but he actually was a secret agent for the church and actually would help villages and stuff like that get free and get around the attacks of other armies and things. Can you imagine that God would use a one-eyed shoemaker? To speak 
to a mountain and the mountains removed and the guy is saved. An army is saved. A whole region shaken by the power of God. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. And it tells you, you don't even have to have both eyes to serve God and see mountains move. I mean, he was looking through that one eye, watching that mountain. Hallelujah. Amen? Yes? But the, but the real situation is, is we got to stop church talking about our mountains. Amen? You know, a lot of people even will go to God and tell God about their mountain. It's stop. Stop. It's time. Amen. Come on. That we stop going to God, talking about our mountain, rather than talking to the mountain about how big our God is. Amen. God already knows how big that mountain is. Amen. But He's put inside of you this power, this anointing. Amen. Come on. He's put it inside of you. Matter of fact, faith, you have it no other way initially, but by God. That God gives every man a measure of faith. Amen. And then as we see with the Word of God, as we hear the Word of God, faith increases. Amen? Come on. But you know what? Many people are trying to get their faith to increase when just a little mustard seed side, that little little bitty, 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 bitty faith can move a mountain. Amen? It's called use what you got. Amen? Use what you got. And actually, what you got is pretty powerful. Amen? What you got is pretty powerful. Look, I'm going to read a scripture for you here over in... uh, Jeremiah 5.22. Let me read it here because I... This is so powerful. Jeremiah 5.22. And you've got to catch a hold of this. Amen? Remember, Elijah, who wanted the double portion, he caught the mantle of Elijah. You've got to catch it this morning. If you're wanting more from God, you've got to catch it for yourself this morning. Amen? Don't let your neighbor get it all. Amen? But Jeremiah says something here in 522. It says, Fear ye not me, saith the Lord, which ye have not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it. And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail. Though they roar, yet can they not pass over it. Can you imagine that a grain of sand? Who likes South Padre Island? Going down to the beach. My wife loves South Padre I mean, going down to the island. Amen? So you get, you don't like the sand or you don't, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I'm not a big, you know, sand in my pants kind of guy. Amen? But I do it, you know, I, I suffer from my wife. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm suffering for you, baby. Every time. Just know that. <laughs> but it's amazing because you take a one little grain of sand. God has put a perpetual decree. Catch this this morning, church. A perpetual decree in that grain of sand that the ocean can't pass it. Did you get that? The ocean can roar. The ocean can, I mean, do all the storms, everything else, the the storm siege, all of this stuff. But God has put a perpetual decree in sand that the storm, the waves can't pass. Amen? 
Imagine what God has put inside of you. If He has put His power in a grain of sand, imagine what kind of power you have. Because I'll tell you what, it's Holy Ghost power. Amen? It's Holy Ghost power. It's not some little... Little Holy Ghost. Little fire. Little Jesus. But big Holy Ghost. Amen? Big Jesus working through you. My pastor tells me, a, tells a story of that, of this Indian. You know, there's this old cowboy. I think there was this old cowboy preacher called Cartwright. He was an old preacher. Cowboy preacher. Like if somebody was in one of his revival meetings, this is amazing. Uh, I think sometimes the church is just big pushovers. You're not a, you're not a doormat church. Amen? If Jesus formed, it says he fashioned whips. It didn't say that he just picked something up and then started beating the money changers. Is that what it said? No, it says that he fashioned whips. It took time. It was premeditated of what he was going to do because he was going to go in there and he was going to turn over those tables. He was going to start hitting and whipping and beating some people. Look, is that what the Bible says? I'm just telling you. Is that what the Bible says? Don't be a pushover, church. Yes, I understand there has to be love. Love and the anointing, and I'll get into that. They're They're one and the same. The love of God and the anointing of God are one and the same. But here's this preacher... Cartwright, I believe his name, and he would have services and somebody would get up and they would actually pee. You know, you're dealing with a bunch of cowboys. They would actually pee while he's preaching and just pee in his direction or moon him, you know, and do all kinds of stuff, yell cuss words, yell obscenities. And there was somebody came into the, and was causing all this problem on the front row. You know what he did? While the service is going on, he's preaching. He gets the guy, he takes him outside, he beats the dude up. Okay, he beats them up and he brings them back in and puts them on the front row and says, shut up and listen. I'm talking about a revivalist, you know, pastor, every once, you know, just like, yeah, we're just having fun. Amen. But it's a true story. Okay, so he's preaching and there was this Indian. He's preaching to all these uh, different people and the, the Indians came native Indians. And he sees this chief and with the headdress and everything. And he's, he's a cowboy preacher. And he's preaching, he's preaching. And at the very last night of the service, this Indian chief, who was a big deal, comes up. And, and he had been watching the services. And he see people get touched in different ways. You know, in different measures. Some people reacted one way. Another person reacted this way. And so he saw people get a touch or some sort of touch or whatever. But he tells that cowboy preacher. He says, me no want little Holy Ghost. Me want big Holy Ghost. Me no want little hallelujah, hallelujah. Me want Big hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, he was looking for something more. 
Amen? He didn't want just a little touch. He wanted something more. He wanted to be touched. And I believe God, by His fire, will set you ablaze today. Amen? That will set your course and set the direction of your life. Set your destiny. Amen? Come on. That nothing will ever, ever, ever stop you or be able to stop you. Amen? Because here's the reality. There is a movement. There is a movement in this world. There is a movement in America to stop the Holy Ghost. To stop the preaching of the Word. To stop the move of God. But I'm here to tell you this morning that they cannot stop a church full of the Holy Ghost, full of the fire of God. Amen. Hallelujah. There is nothing that will be able to stop a man or woman of God. A man or woman of faith, just like Stephen. Can you imagine Stephen? What did it say? Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of faith. Amen? Can you imagine? Who you know played a part in Paul's conversion. Because he was Saul of Tarsus at the time. A Pharisee of Pharisees who held the coats of the men that stoned him. But Stephen, in the face of death, looking in the eye of death, he never wavered once. And he even said, Jesus, forgive them. Wow, that's something. That'll blow your mind. But because of his faith, because, you see, Stephen found how to live in the fire. The fuego. The fuego de Dios. He learned how to live in the fire. That actually is amazing because we all know Jesus ascended into heaven. And what does it say? It says that he sat down at the right hand of his father. Stephen, as he's being stoned, looks into heaven and sees Jesus standing up. Can you imagine that that act of Stephen, the first martyr, full of faith, not compromising, caused Jesus to stand up off the throne and take notice? What are you doing, church, to get Jesus to stand up off the throne and take notice? Amen? Hallelujah. I'm not going to get to heaven and say, Stephen, you did a great job. You're my big hero. Like some big superhero. Like some super, uh, hero. Amen? Like, G- you love Jesus more than me. It was definite. No, I'm not going to get to heaven. And do- I'm going to say, I loved him just as much, Stephen. I love Jesus just as much. I was willing to lay down my life. I would give my life for the gospel. I would give my life. Amen? But see, that's where the importance is, that eternity. Eternity That you never lose your sense of eternity. You know, Pastor, I see a soul win in church here. I see a church, when they catch this, amen, and start to begin to win souls, you're going to quickly, you're already going to outgrow this place. You've already, come on. You're going to see it. Why? Because I guarantee you, no other church is doing it. The River Church is doing it. Since we started the church, baby, how many? Over 30,000 decisions for Christ in the Rio Grande Valley. I don't say that to brag. I say that because if I can do it, if kids can do it, if the youth can do it, if 85-year men can do it, you can do it. Amen? Because if God can use a donkey, He can use me. God can use a donkey. He can use you. Amen? You know He used a donkey. 
Problem is, he only could use that donkey one time because he was a stubborn old mule. Amen? Don't be like a stubborn old mule that God can use you once, but then he can't use you anymore. Amen? I was excited when you see Elijah. Remember when Elijah, he would go and, I mean, you're talking about the prophet of God who shuts up the rain from the heavens. Amen? And then what happens? God tells him, go to the brook Cherith. I'm going to send ravens there. You'll have water, and I'm going to send ravens to bring you meat. Not just like frijoles. You know what I'm saying. Not, you're not just going to get a tortilla. Amen? Although some tortilla with some butter on it, homemade, a little bit of salt. Woo! I love that stuff. I'm from the valley. You know, I'm born and raised here. Oh, yeah, man. And there's nowhere else like it. We've been all over. We, you know, we traveled America. We've traveled all over. We travel a minister. We lived on the road two years. 16 states of America. My wife and our two boys holding citywide crusades, seeing blind eyes open, deaf ears here, the lame walk, cancer, diabetes, HIV, AIDS, broken off of people's lives, people saved all over, amen, for the glory of God. He gets all the credit. He gets all the honor, amen. But he said, I'm going to send you ravens that will bring you meat. And I got excited about that because I figured if God can use a bird, all you needed was a bird brain for God to use you. Amen? Hallelujah. See, God doesn't, it's not like God is looking for some bright eye, you know, some, some special person that looks great and looks physically strong and looks, God's not looking for some. He doesn't have like this mold or this pattern that I, he only picks those. God does not have favorites. God is not a respecter of persons. Amen? God will find the wimpiest looking person to use. Amen? Hallelujah. God will find a creature. You know what I'm saying? Save them and use them. I'm glad I, I'm glad I look like a creature. I, was, I looked like a creature at one time because somebody preached the gospel to me. It says, preach the gospel to all creatures. Amen? So I look like a creature. You don't have to, it's not like God is just, you know, picking and having favorites and what you look like. He's used over the history. You can see the great men and women of God that have been used by God in such a powerful way. It wasn't because they were God's favorites. It wasn't because they looked a certain way. It wasn't because they had a certain degree or they had these qualifications. It was for one reason and one reason only. They touched God and God touched them. They were hungry, they were thirsty, they pressed in until they got it. Amen? Hallelujah. You press in until you get it. Hunger and thirst is such an important thing. I just got hungry. I just got thirsty. Amen? I just got desperate. Because many people go through life spinning their wheels, just like stuck in a rut, where they're just stuck there in one place. But you know what? It's when you press on, amen, and you press through, you get hungry, you get thirsty for the things of God. God will touch you. He will transform your life. People won't even recognize you, amen? And it means anyone. There's not like a certain pattern you got to follow. 
Just get hungry. Just get thirsty. Just get desperate. That's how it was with me. God, I want your fire. Just took, just took, come on. Oh, well, no, don't get too loud. Don't get too loud in church, you know. I mean, my goodness, you know. That's rude. You, may, you might make God nervous. I mean, I've heard it all. I'll tell you what, I, you know, and maybe not everything. But, that's, but I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. I mean, people come up with, they reason all, well, don't do that. Don't, don't, you don't want to get, make God nervous. You don't want to, you know, what are people going to think? Who cares what they think? I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm tired of the status quo. People might think I'm crazy. They already think you're crazy. 411. They already think you're crazy. Amen. Come on. People might think I'm crazy. Who cares? Get hungry. Get thirsty. Because I tell you what, hungry people, thirsty people, get filled, get filled, get filled. Hallelujah. Hungry and thirsty people get filled up by God. Amen. And then you will be the one. Hallelujah. That sees your entire, that you set your entire family ablaze. Amen. Come on. Who has loved ones that need to be saved? Come on. Who has Friends, family, co-workers. I'm telling you what, there's a dying world out there. There's a lost and dying world out there that will never ever hear about Jesus if you don't tell them. Because there are people, the reality is, there are people that will never be reached if you don't do it. It's reality. I woke up to that reality. I work, I, I, you know, and the reality is, is Jesus your first love? Revelation says if you're hot, you're all right. But if you're lukewarm, God will vomit you. He will spew you. He will spit you. He will gag on you. You detest him so much. I'm just saying, I mean, it's disgusting to God. You understand lukewarmness. It's disgusting to God. Just being real. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not here. Matter of fact, I'm on your side. Amen. I love you without even knowing you. Amen. Just like my love, my wife loves me in despite of me. Amen. That's real love, right? Right? Isn't that real love? It's when you love somebody in spite of them, in spite of. Amen. Thank you, baby. That's where I figured out. I figured this out a long time ago. That's why we're opposite. My wife and I. You know, opposites do attract. And I figured it out. If I married anybody like me, I couldn't stand them. I would be, it would be, I would be miserable. Amen? Who resembles that remark? Amen? Just, I'm being real this morning, church. You know what I mean? Because God's looking for a real church. Not a fake church. Not hiding behind a veil. God's not looking for a bunch of Barbie, Ken dolls, plastic Christians running around. Mattel didn't make you. You don't have to conform. Amen? You don't have to conform to what the world. We live in this world. We're not of this world. We're citizens of heaven. Amen? We're a different kingdom. So we don't have to conform to this world. Amen? Hallelujah. We don't have to conform to their rules and regulations. Amen? And that's why I'm bold in saying it. 
So when I see these governors and I see these county judges, like King Cortez. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. I'm not going to kiss the ring. I'm not going to kiss the ring. But you know, I know other people that didn't kiss the ring like Daniel. You better bow. Nope. You better bow. The music is playing. Bow. No. Come on. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, we heard you're not bowing. We heard you're not wearing the mask. And we heard you're not... You got five foot. We have it on record. We have it on camera. Five foot in front of that person standing in line. And when you were at the restaurant and you got up to go to the bathroom, you did not put your mask on. We got it on film. Kiss the ring. No, do you see? I'm just... Do you see what it is? It's to control you. No, but my mask saves your life. And your mask saves my life. And, and, and when you're six foot away from me, you see, you know, you're, you're saving my life. And, and, and you're, it's the same way, right? Give me a break. So you're saying my food nourishes you? How does that work? And your food nourishes me? Besides that, I see what you've eaten. You ugly old thing, you. I don't want that. Amen? No, come on. You know, it's just utter ridiculous. But it's for a purpose. It's to shut you up. It's to stop you. It's to prevent you. It's to restrain you. And hold you back. But there's nothing that can hold you back. Amen? Come on. Because why? You got the anointing. You got the anointing. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, if God saves us or He doesn't save us. You see? You know, I would hate to think in America nowadays, you know, remember it was Joshua that says, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I would hate to think that in the day of America, in, in, in Americans, especially, I think it's more like, as for me and my house, we'll try to serve. We'll try. We'll try to serve the Lord. We'll try to do our best. No. Your best is not good enough. Amen. Because the reality is, salvation is free, but the anointing will cost you everything. That's why you can't ne- neglect it. Never neglect it. Hold it. It's precious. It's like a pre- We protect the anointing. Amen? That's why this house, hallelujah, this church, your pastors, amen? Protect the anointing because it's precious. Amen? You see... That's what Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, what we have, you see, it's precious. We're going to protect it. So either God saves us or He doesn't. It doesn't matter. We will not bow. Amen? We will not bow. And that's how we have to have a resolve in our heart. I'm not going to bow. 
I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be persistent. You know, there is persistence to our faith. Amen? There is a persistence. There is a consistency. Amen? Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Basically, I mean, they told Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, who do you think you are, man? We really don't care who you are. Because we know who we serve. Amen? Who made you the law? Who made you the God? Amen? Come on. No, no, no. We're not going to bow our knee. You know what made Nebuchadnezzar so upset? He said, heat the furnace seven times. Heat it up. Then he took those three Hebrew boys and he threw them in. The soldiers, can you imagine that's how hot it was that the soldiers that threw them in dropped dead? But can you imagine? As they're getting thrown in, at that very moment, because of their faith, their unwavering faith, Jesus Christ, the head of the church, split time and space and was in that fire with them. Amen? Immediately to where the point is Nebuchadnezzar says, uh, how many we threw in? I thought we threw in three. I, but I see four. And the fourth one is like the Son of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Woo. The fourth one, like the Son of God. Hallelujah. And they came out of that fire. Not one hair on their head was singed. Their clothes were fine. Didn't even smell like smoke. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. You know, I kind of have an expectation to see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. Just a thought. Because why? Flesh and blood didn't reveal Jesus to him. Just saying. But he recognized by revelation. That's the son of God. And he says, that's the God we're going to serve. Hey, he wasn't perfect. He did some things, you know, but I don't know how it all worked out at the end. None of us do. When we're at that crossing point, we don't know. Amen. You just got to make sure you're right with God. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, man, you can see that whole region. You know, the reality is, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did God deliver them out of the fiery furnace? No, out of the fire in the furnace. Did God deliver Daniel out of the lion's den? No, the lion's in the den. He, amen? So don't be, you get into hot situations, difficult situations. You have a God that's on your side. There is something about God that loves to walk into fiery furnaces. There is something about God that loves to walk into lion's dens. There is something about God who loves to walk into the middle of the storm. And it amazes me because why would God do that? Because you're there. Why is God so mindful of man? Something else when you think about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That God would touch you in such a powerful way this morning. Amen. Come on. That God wants to use you in a powerful way. 
That God would, you know, even with Paul, Paul writing to Timothy. Timothy was going through some difficulties. Even Paul writes. He says, I know your tears, Timothy. I know your tears. But you know what? He didn't even coddle him or get into like, oh, what are you going through, Timothy? I mean, you're really going through some hard things. You're having all these difficulties. He didn't even do it. Paul says, I know your tears, but. There's always a but. Good or bad. And some people's butts are bigger than others. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. But the reality is, he knew that he was going through some things. He saw him going through difficulties. And he says, I know your tears. But your, mom, your grandmama had faith. Your mama had faith. And you've got the same faith. Amen? He didn't even like get into the situation. He didn't have to talk about the situation. He said, you've got faith. And then what he tells them, stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. Church, we've got to stir it up. Amen? we got to stir it up. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. Hallelujah. Stir it up, church. Hallelujah. It's in you. It's in you. God in you. The Holy Ghost in you. I used to cry out. I remember I would cry out to God, God, I want to commune with you like the prophet of old. He let me do that for a while. God, I want to, cry. I want to, I want to commune with you like the prophet of old. And he let me for a while. Shut up, Jason. We talk, I have that relationship with God. Shut up. He said, Jason, why would you want the old? He said, my anointing used to come upon a person in a particular place for a particular purpose. But you have the Holy Ghost. Who is with you, who is in you, who is upon you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He's ever dwelling. Amen. Hallelujah. Why do you want the old when you've got the new? Hallelujah. You got the new. You got the Holy Ghost. He's in you. He comes upon you. But as you begin, church, how much time do I have here, Pastor? I feel like I'm in we... A couple more. Okay, good. Hallelujah. I won't take too much longer. I'll start to wind things up. But you know what? When a pastor says he's almost finished, you know what that means. Absolutely nothing. Then don't mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. But you've got to begin to see things through covenant eyes. Amen? Are you in covenant with, church, in, with God, church? Are you in covenant with God? You're in covenant with God. You know, David, King David, he was in covenant with God. You know, he goes down there to, to find his brothers and feed them, give them some food. They're fighting. You've got Goliath. You've got an army. The Philistines. You know, and, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's all about perspective. Amen? It's all about perspective, church. How do you see things? 
You know, can you imagine the entire army of Israel? They weren't doing anything. They were afraid of one man, not the army, one man, Goliath, the giant. An entire army of God, afraid of one man. That's all it is. Sometimes it's one thing that can hold you back. Just one thing. But David goes down there to give his brothers some tacos. Amen. Can you tell I like tacos? I like tacos. I mean, I like them. I like them. They're good. They're good for you. They're healthy. Amen. Hallelujah. So he goes down there to take his brothers some food. And he sees this Goliath mocking God and mocking God's people. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who does he think he is? You know, literally what David was saying was, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Meaning, I am in covenant with God, he's not. Hello? Are you getting this? Grab a hold of this. It'll change your life. He says, I'm in covenant with God. He's an uncircumcised Philistine. He's not in covenant with God. And how dare he? And that's when he said, I'm going to go take care of business. Nobody's going to mock God, my God. And he said, I took the lion and I took the bear. Amen? Hallelujah. And he said, this uncircumcised Philistine, he's no different. Amen? And when he took those five smooth stones, took the one and launched it, and the Holy Ghost got on that stone. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? The Holy Ghost. The anointing. He was anointed for battle. He was a church. You're anointed for battle. Why? Because you are in covenant with God. Begin to see things through covenant eyes. Amen. Everything that you should be doing should be prospering. Why? Because you're in covenant with the prospering God. Amen. That means your job. That means your, your whatever it is, your career, whatever that you do. Amen. Will prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Covenant. Covenant. That's why people many times ask, how do you live? How do you, how do you function in your life? Pastor Jason, covenant. Do you know I live off of a trust fund? You know that, right? A trust fund. People ask, well, what do you mean? Yeah, I trust God. I got a trust fund. I'm not worried about anything. If I'm going to do it, if God called me to do it, guess what? He's going to pay it. If God gives you a vision, guarantee you, here comes provision. God will give you the provision for the vision. Amen? The new church, God gives you provision for the vision. Amen? Yes, yes, yes. You should catch it for a year. So people say, how are you paying for this? How are you doing that? Oh, I have a Jewish banker. He underwrites everything. Yeah. I want to meet this banker. Oh, let me tell you about him. His name's Jesus, and he came to die for you. Hey, come on, amen? Come on. It's about perspective, knowing who you are. Amen? Hallelujah. That you would know who you are. You would know that the power and authority that you have. You know what you walk in. Amen? David knew what he had. Amen? Therefore, what did he do? He went and demonstrated it. The proof is in the pudding. 
Faith is not faith without it being put to work. Faith is dead without works. Amen? Come on. So he was going to demonstrate. We are demonstrators. We should be demonstrating the power of God. We should be demonstrating this gospel. Jesus went about teaching and preaching and demonstrating the word of God. Jesus, who actually, Jesus, you know, he was anointed. He had to get the anointing before he could even do what he did. He didn't do one miracle without the anointing. Amen? And if Jesus needed the anointing, imagine how much we need the anointing. Amen? But just like David, he was not the pick. He was the runt of the litter. He was not, you see what I mean? Everybody disqualified. Remember, even when Samuel went down and said, call your boys out here, told Jesse, call your boys out here, they didn't even think of David. Amen? Never discount yourself. Never discount anyone. He was the runt. The runt went up against the giant. If David would have killed a midget, he wouldn't have been the hero that he was. But it was the giant. That's why sometimes, you know, even in the promised land. Remember, covenant, church. You see that. Amen? Where they went into the promised land. I love that story, by the way, because Moses, here it is, all the plagues. Uh, I think we've been going through some things. Plagues. More so fear-mongering, but it's part of it. But remember, here it is. He's got the Red Sea. Moses has the Red Sea in front of him. He has what behind him? The army of Pharaoh. They're coming, right? And you know what they're doing? And this is what it is a lot of times with the church. They're crying out to God. Oh, no, look, we got, we're going about to die. That's what they're doing. Even Moses, he says that he got on his face before God. And I love what God tells him. Get up. Get up. And he says, pick up the staff. Stretch forth your hand. Tell the sea to part. Amen? Stop complaining. Get to using your faith. Get to using what I gave you. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. 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 And when they go in, yeah, I mean, they had the 12 spies that go spy the land. I don't think that was the original intent of God, but he had to reveal the hearts of the people. That's what God wants to do. That's what the Holy Spirit, one of his primary things. Amen? Heart. What's going on in your heart? What's, Amen? Wish we had a way, Pastor. Maybe we could invent it, a spiritual thermometer. Like you could come in, like everybody, you shoot them with the gun. Like, you know, like they do, you go to the restaurants and you shoot them. It, it tells their temperature. Oh, I'm going to have to work overtime on that one today. And this one over here. Amen. Oh, this one's hot. Come on. I want, they're, they're going to be praying today. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's a, it's a lot about that. So that's what it is because you've got to expose some things. That's why it was... Only Joshua and Caleb that came back with the good report. What did God call the other ten's report? Evil report. Evil. God called it evil. No faith. No faith. But the good report. You know, I love that story so much because, you know, Caleb, he got 
that mountain at the end. Remember that, after 40 years, he got the mountain. He got Hebron, where Jerusalem is the king of David. Can you imagine? Hallelujah. Can you imagine? He got the best. You know why? And this, I'm giving just here, just some reality, some real world. Because he went and found where the giants were. Caleb went and found where are the giants. Because if the giants are there, it's got to be the best. That is going to be the best area. See, so what do you want? Do you want to just settle with something just, you know, on status quo, just barely making it, barely getting by, just barely? Or do you want what the best? I'll tell you what, there's a giant in your best. Come on. There's a giant that's occupying it. It's time for you, though, to kick that giant out. Amen? Because I, I often wondered, is like, why didn't God, who's ever had the question, God, why didn't you just clear out the promised land? Like, get rid of every giant, get rid of the enemy, get rid of every Philistine, every Ein, every Canaanite, every, every you know, Ite, right? You get, why, didn't, why didn't God do that? Have you ever wondered that? Why, did, why didn't God, look, God, you promised that. Why didn't you clean it up? Why didn't you clear it out? Why didn't you get rid of the enemy? You know why? Because God needed to teach his people how to fight. God needed to teach his people how to take what belongs to them. God needed to teach their, his people to begin to look through covenant eyes at things. Amen? And that's why it took a whole generation to die off. 40 years for the rest to go into the promised land. Amen? Hallelujah. You're going to go into your promised land. Yes, you'll face the giants, but the giants will fall. Amen? You'll take them down. Why? By the anointing. By the anointing. The anointing makes a way where there is no way. It might look impossible, but there is nothing impossible for God. All things are possible for God. And guess what? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the key. You can get on the same plane, plane filled as God. Because the word of God declares, if you have faith, nothing is impossible for you either. Amen? Hallelujah. I mean, I see it. I see it happening. I see it happening. When, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be up here and minister to you. Because I see things. I see the hand of God on people. Amen? I've seen things on people. I see stuff happening right now. Hallelujah. Where God is touching you. God is healing you. God is strengthening you. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. Amen. He is your helper. He is your advocate. He is your standby. He is your strengthener. That's what He is here to do today, church. Amen. Hallelujah. To empower you. To empower you. God is not coming back. Jesus, the head of the church, is not coming back for a beat up, weak, broke church. He is coming back for a glorious church. Without spot and without wrinkle. Hallelujah. He is coming back for a church full of the Holy Ghost and full of fire. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing here today. That you're raising up people in this day, in this hour. Hallelujah. That you would touch people. Fill them. Gozo. Gozo. The Spiritu Santo. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy 
The fire, that's it, that's it. Just close your eyes, just press in. Close your eyes this morning, amen? Hallelujah, God is going to touch you. God might just give you, as you press in, He will give you a blueprint, a blueprint from heaven. Hallelujah. Witty inventions, creative ideas. He'll give you a way, He'll give you an idea. Hallelujah. That nobody else has it. And you know what the matter of fact is? If somebody else is doing it, they won't do it as good as you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God will bless you. God will bless you. God wants to bless you personally. He wants to bless you. Hallelujah. Corporately. He wants to bless you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. For the anointing is here. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. You know, this I want to tell you this, that even as Jesus was baptized in the, in, the, in the river Jordan, it said that he was baptized, that the heavens opened up. God the Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a bird, is not a dove. He descended on him like a dove would come and sit upon you and that the Holy Spirit would rest upon you this morning. Amen. But there's something important that happened. It said that the, it, it said that the heavens opened and it never said they shut. You are in a open heaven atmosphere. You are in an open heaven environment where heaven is pouring upon you right now. And Jesus himself, as he was baptized in the Jordan, the Jordan in the Greek means spirit. He stepped over into the spirit that you would step over into the spirit. Hallelujah. And it's going to lead you to places just like it led Jesus. It didn't lead him. Reality, it did not lead him to the biggest crusade he ever preached. It didn't lead him to the biggest business deal he ever made. It didn't lead him. Come on. Into the biggest church. It led him into the wilderness. Your faith will be tested. Your identity will be tested. Remember. He knew who he was, and so did the devil. When God speaks from heaven, this is my son, guess what? Principalities of darkness know it. Come on. That's why he said, if you're the son. Remember, when Satan came and tempted him, there will be a tempting that happens. Come on. There's a testing. There's these trials. There's different things that happen. That's going to happen in our lives. But if you can't carry the tribulation, you can't carry the anointing. Ooh. But see, the devil said, if you are the son of God, he attacked his identity. That's why homosexuality, transgenderism, fluidity in sexes, you can be this, you can be that. You see, because if the devil can get people messed up in their identity, they'll never know who they are, really. Church, we know who we are. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. Hello? That's why I tell people, you know, because they ask, well, do I have to get the baptism? Well, you remember Paul. Paul, everywhere he went, what did he do? He introduced people to the Holy Ghost. I'm here to introduce you to the Holy Ghost. I may not be a great preacher. I, I claim not to be a great preacher. But I'm a great bragger on Jesus. I know how to introduce the Holy Ghost to people. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And that's what it's about. It's about a touch. It's about an encounter. It's about that fire coming and purging you, burning up the dross, and setting you ablaze. Amen? A rocket ship will never make it out of the atmosphere without fire. You've got to have the fire. And I recommend getting the fire now rather than later. Because you don't want that kind of fire. Amen? Hallelujah. Get the fire now. Get the fire now. Get the fire. I remember when I got the Holy, when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and in fire. Baby, what did you say? This is that's not my Jason. Well, why? That's what. That's not my Jason. That's not my Jason. And she was right. The old Jason, no more. Amen. Never the same. That's what the fire comes to do. Burns you up. Amen? Burns up the dross. Burns up those things. You know, it's a refiner's fire. You know, they burn whenever they heat up like gold. Do you know all the impurities come to the top and they scrape it off? That's what the fire of God is. The fire of God comes and burns you up, gets all those impurities to the top. They get scraped off. I guess by angels come and scrape them. I'm not sure how it works, but I know it works. Amen? And they come, and that's what's happening, and you're getting purified and purified till you're going to get to the point where you, when you get to heaven, know there, the streets are paved with gold. Amen? And they're translucent. It's pure. You can't see real gold, like the purest form. It's like a translucent. Can you imagine? But that's what God wants to do. But it takes fire. It takes application of fire. Amen. It takes application of fire. You can't just wait around and just, you know, that's why people say, well, what about, you know, and I, I've heard this. I've had people attack me and say, this power doesn't work. The blood of Jesus doesn't work. If the blood of Jesus worked, if he died 2000 years ago and the blood of Jesus 2,000 years ago was shed. Why is the world the mess that it's in? I'm telling you what, I've been attacked. I've been like on this stuff. Oh, well, we don't believe it because it didn't, if, if it really works, then why isn't everything better? And I say, well, same way with soap. Just because the soap is sitting there in the shower, it doesn't make you clean. It's until you take the soap and you apply it. Amen? Hallelujah, church. It's until you grab a hold of it and you apply it for yourself. You apply the blood. You apply it. Amen? Come on. You apply the word. Hallelujah. You apply faith. You apply the things of God. Amen? It's not going to do it by osmosis, just do it by itself. And that's where a lot of people just sit by and just wait for things to happen. It's not going to happen that way. Amen? It's when you press in. You reach out and grab it. The violent, take it by force. Amen? Heaven suffereth violence, and the violent, take it by force. You just get hungry. You just go and you say, well, I'm hungry. Get hungrier. Amen? I'm thirsty. Get thirstier. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That God would touch you and equip you, and you would have an encounter with God. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what God wants to do, church. He wants to fill you up. He wants to touch you this morning. He wants to transform your life this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. So that the people around you, they'll never recognize you as the same person. Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) 
and never discount yourself. I, 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 you say, I, I, you, you say these things, and I repeat them, and I repeat them. My kids, they say, we have two boys. We're blessed with two wonderful boys. One's like 6'3", and the other one's like 6'5". They have great height, yeah. Matter of fact, they just won district championship at Mac High. Hallelujah, yesterday. Hallelujah. Basketball, district champs. My son is a starting center, our youngest. And they say, Dad, why do you continually repeat yourself? Because repetition brings revelation. Amen. I want you to catch it this morning. You see, there's some things that God wants you to catch this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. That you would catch them. And when you catch them, they're life-changing. And then you will take them. Amen. You will give them away. You will give it away, church. Give it away. Don't ever hold on to anything and just keep it. An oil pot that sits there and is never poured out gets stagnant. It gets old. It gets rancid. Amen. And much of the segment of the body of Christ, not here at your church. Man, I, like from the very get-go, I was able to get right. I come right in, I press in. Boom, I'm there. I'm in the glory. I'm in the... I'm, I'm just telling you. Come on. There's a lot of places you go and it's like raising the dead. You know what I'm saying? I preach in a lot of churches. Baby, we preach in a lot of churches in America. Lots of churches. Like raising the dead. It's like I'm just waiting for Thomas to run out saying... Let's go, die, let's go down and die with Lazarus, you know? You know he said that. When Lazarus died, the news got back to Jesus. Did you know that? It got back. And Thomas said, let's just go down and die with Lazarus. That's a big part of the segment of the church. They hear the bad news. They get the bad report from the doctor, the bad report from the bank. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. They got all this stuff happening or whatever. You can believe the bad news, which is an evil report, or you can believe the good news, which is a faith report. Amen? Faith does not deny fact. Faith changes fact because faith looks to the fact of God's Word. Amen? Hallelujah. So when the doctor report says you've got COVID or you've got cancer or you've got... Well, thank you for sharing that, but that is not going to stay that way because faith will change fact. Amen? I believe God's report that says I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Healing is the children's bread. Amen? By the stripes of Jesus, I was and I am now healed. Amen? Hallelujah. See, it's about believing. That's why many times I say, well, what word are you standing on? What word are you standing on? What word? What word? What, what scriptures are you standing on? Many people don't even have anything. They give you. You know what? I've had, I have them give them. They, they say, we're standing on this. Jesus wept. And that's exactly what they're doing, crying over their problems. And it's the shortest verse in the Bible. That's reality. What are you standing on, church? Amen. Come on. What word are you standing on? Jesus, he got up. He was delivered the scroll. Amen. Can you imagine? Of Isaiah. He rolls through that thing. He has to go through that whole scroll. He finds it. And what does he say? That the Lord, that God has anointed him. Amen. That God anointed him. That I'm anointed to preach, to to teach, to demonstrate. Amen. I'm anointed to cast out devils. I'm anointed. You just got to get into the word. What does the word say about you? Of what you have. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a little hint. A little head start. You are anointed to heal the sick. You are anointed 
to cast out devils. You are anointed, church. Hallelujah. You are anointed. And I will, I will tell you this. Jesus never said pray for the sick. He said heal them. Not pray for them. Heal them. He never said to counsel devils. He said count, cast them out. Not counsel them, cast them out. Don't counsel a devil. Our pastor, when we started the River Church, in case you don't know, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, pastors Adoni, Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, that's our pastors. And they told us the same thing John Osteen told them. John Osteen told the father, Joel's daddy, Holy Ghost man. Yeah. He said, when you start the church, cast out every devil. And when I mean devil, I mean people. John Osteen told him. So it's important. Think about it, church. You're here, and you're here for a reason. Amen? Amen. And you stuck around for a reason. And God has kept you alive for a reason. Amen? Come on. Who shouldn't be here this morning? Who should be dead? I'm one of them. At the age of 18, I died from a cocaine overdose on the living room floor of my best friend's house. You didn't know that about me, did you? I look like this clean-cut white boy. I ran around with the worst of them, man. My best friend, Roy, his street name is Rocco. He, he was a drug dealer. He's got a Texas syndicate tattoo this big on his chest. Who's ever heard of the Texas syndicate? By the way, they work with the Zetas. He was a drug dealer. He spent time in federal penitentiary. That's who I ran around with. PK. I mean, my, kid, my, my, my parents were in ministry, involved in ministry. But I ran away. But God. Amen. You might be on the run. But God. Your kid might be. Your, your son, your daughter, they might be running. But God. And I remember we were partying. And I always like to kind of end things like this and share my testimony. Because people don't realize. They see, they think, oh, you always, you grew up in church. You grew up as a, like the saint. Far from it. I rejected the things of God. I didn't want anything to do with the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine? Found myself partying one night so hard. My friends, I mean, they had everything there. You name it. And I overdosed and died on the living room floor of my best friend's house from a cocaine overdose. And they were freaking out and there was nothing they can do. I'm gone. My heart stopped. I changed colors and bodily fluids started to come out. Oh, it's a bad situation. You understand? There's nothing you can do. But God and the Lord walked into that room, that living room, and raised me up. And I walked out of there totally aware of everything. And later, you know, I was ashamed to share that testimony. The reason I was, and the devil, he'll lie to you. Don't do it. You know, your parents, they have a reputation, everything. Who cares about reputations? And I was ashamed for a while until the Lord really said, you need to share it. And I shared it with my parents. And you know what? They said, son, we knew you were spiraling out of control. 
I guarantee you, if I would have died, I would have gone to a devil's hell. But God. I was given a second chance. Not everyone is offered that. It's not available always. But thank God for second chances and third chances and fourth and fifth and sixth. Amen? Come on. Thank God. And they said, son, we knew you were spiraling out of control. We were praying for you. And my dad said one morning, this is about a week before I overdosed. He said, he, he said I was praying for you. And God told him, God told him, don't worry about Jason. My hand is in the matter. My dad said he had a total peace. He didn't know I was going to overdose and die. You think, can you imagine if God told you the whole story, what you would have done? Right? I didn't know I was going to have to go through that, God. No, no, no. It's about coming out the other side. Amen? But God, and raise me up. So you say, well, what am I doing now? I'm making the devil pay. I'm going to make him pay. You try to touch my family. You try to touch my life. You're going to pay, devil. And you're going to pay with souls. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's where eternity becomes real. Eternity. That you would never lose your sense of eternity. Amen? Hallelujah. So that God will touch you right now. Just close your eyes. Amen? Come on. Close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. Amen? This is not about anybody else. Not about your neighbor. It's about you. That you would get a touch that would totally, radically transform your life. So you can radically See the world around you change at the fire of God. Right now, Lord God, at the fire of the Holy Ghost. Right now. That's it. That's it. Touching. Coming upon people. Falling on people. Right now. The same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost is the same fire falling now. You that are watching. You that are listening. Fuego de Dios. The fire of the Holy Ghost fall on you right now. That's it. That the fire of God would fall you and set you ablaze. You are going to be like a green beret. Holy Ghost. Special forces. Holy Ghost, matter woman of God, that God is raising up an army. He's raising up an army. And He's handpicked you for this day and this hour. Hallelujah. He's handpicked you, church. He's handpicked you. He's raising you up. And you're going to see every principality of darkness and everything be pushed back. That God is moving. Hallelujah. He is moving. 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 It shall be like a freight train. Hallelujah. That when it hits, it hits. And there's nothing that's going to stop it. This move of God, this end time move of God, we will see more signs and more wonders and more miracles. Church, you will be the sign and the wonder. You church, you, 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 you. We will not follow the signs and wonders, but the signs and wonders follow us. Hallelujah. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire, fire, fuego. Fuego, 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 fuego. Can I get some ushers? Here, you right here on the end. This, I'm going to pray with you. Come here, come here, come here. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Hallelujah, help me out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come right here, come right here. Hurry, hurry. Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. Uh, close your eyes. That's it, that's it. That's the fire, fire, fuego, fuego, fuego. That's it, fire, fire, fuego de Dios. That's it, that's it, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know what it is. I, I don't even know this woman, but I hear the word of the Lord coming that says it's the new beginning. I don't know what that means, but it's a new beginning. Amen? It's a new beginning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. New beginnings. Hallelujah. 
ハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤブロバママシャンタラバキクロボコ Just press in, just press in, just press in. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. ハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤブロバママシャンタラバキクロボコママママシャンタラバカ Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come here, come here, come here. Bring that woman to me right there on the end. Hallelujah. Seems like the ones on the end are getting it. Hallelujah. 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 Hands up in the air. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Close your eyes. Amen. That's it. That the fire of God's coming on you right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fire of the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Gloria. Baby, baby. Lay hands on her. Amen. You say, well, what's happening? That's joy. Amen. Do you know, many people don't understand what it is. Joy is like an anesthetic. Who's ever, who's ever get anesthetic? You go into anesthesia, right? That's why they use laughing gas. It's an anesthesia. It's because God is operating on her. Hallelujah. You see, that's how it works. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring that woman right there in black, right there. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, that couple, that couple right there, that couple right there. Hallelujah. 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 Gosso. Hallelujah. That's just God. That's God. That's the operating table. Hallelujah. 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 Your husband and wife come up a little closer. Your husband and wife. Just, 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 just hold hands. Hold hands. Hold hands. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. That's the fire of God coming all over. That's it. I don't even have to touch you. Hallelujah. That's it. That's the fire of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are they business people? Are they business people? Hallelujah. What do you do, sir? What do you do? What do you do? What do, what do they do? Oil. Hallelujah. 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 Because the thing about it is, is that don't worry about the industry you're in. I, I, that's what I heard. Amen. Don't worry. Biden has no say. Amen. Don't worry. Amen. It's going to be a boom. It's going to be a boom. Hallelujah. It's going to be a boom. Hallelujah. That's it. It's going to be a boom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. You just got to get under the spout where the glory comes out. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 See, that's what your pastor. Pastor said, come, pour out. Pour out to the, Come on. That's, what, that's what's happening is. Amen. Your pastors have a hunger and a desire for you. To be filled for you. Amen. Come on. To be touched for you to be transformed for you. You're never going to have another bad day in your life. Amen. Come on. Will you have the struggles? Yeah. Will you have difficulties? Yes. But you'll never have another bad day. You see what I'm saying? It's not based upon what's going around. Hallelujah. Because the matter of fact is God loves to walk into storms. Amen. Sometimes he carries you out. Sometimes he calms it. He does it different ways. Sometimes you're in the middle of a storm, but you got perfect peace. Because he's the prince of peace. That's how you know he's involved. Amen. Hallelujah. Just, no, no, don't watch what's going on. Don't be a spectator. Amen. Come on. Close your eyes. Lift your, lift your hands to heaven. Come on. You know what? There are spectators and there are participants. Amen. Don't be a spectator. Hallelujah. 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 
You say, what am I looking for? That's why I get down here. I really look for the anointing. Amen? That's coming. The hand of God coming on people. There's distinctive things. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Fire! Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fuego, fuego, fuego. On the back row, that lady back there. Lady in the back there. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, bring, is that her husband? Bring him with him. Hallelujah. 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 Fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Make sure you get, yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Hold hands. Hold hands. I hear this word from the Lord of restoration. Jesus, fire. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Restoration. Hallelujah. Restoration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And nothing's going to be lost. No, no, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the fire of God. That's the fire. Fuego. Fuego de Dios. Fuego. That's it. That's it. Coming all over you right now. That's it. Fuego de Dios. Hallelujah. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. That's it. A touch from heaven that radically, even in your realm of influence, will increase. Stop looking back. Come on. Because what he's going to restore coming, just like Job, he's going to restore it. Come on. Sevenfold, tenfold. You'll see it increase. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. But you are united together and there's strength in that unit that where he's united you. In one flesh, you are knighted and you are strong because of it. Amen. So don't ever, don't ever waver from that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are one. One flesh. And you are strong together. In Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. 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 Baby. Baby. Come here, baby. Come here. Lay your hands on her tummy. Come on. Hallelujah. You know what? And you're going to walk in joy. You will know joy. Hallelujah, like you've never known joy before. Amen. Joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Joy, joy, joy. Joy. That's it. That's it. You will, you say, oh, I never thought I could, I never thought, no, yes, yes. Joy, joy, joy. It's not what you thought. It's about what He's doing. Amen. It's what God wants to do. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. Total, total restoration. I see something happen in there. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is. Your pastor didn't give me. Here. This is what they look like. These are all the people. Will you pray for these people? He doesn't do that. That's not how we operate. We operate by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God even wants to use your kids. Matter of fact, he's going to use your kids. He's going to use them. Hallelujah. Fuego, fuego, fuego. Bring me that young man right here. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Lift up your hands to heaven. You know, heaven's where your help comes from. Hallelujah. There's a desire and a hunger. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. Fire. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's just that's the fire of God all over you. Come on. Hallelujah. And you'll run. You'll run with the fire. You'll run with the fire. Everybody responds differently. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. 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 I remember praying, you know, we do some services in the park. And uh, 
I remember praying for this one lady and uh, she resisted. She was really resistant to it. She's kind of like, I, I, you know, I've seen this on TV and, you know, televangelists and they do this kind of stuff and I didn't believe in it. I thought they were pushing. I thought they were whatever and doing stuff. And so anyway, I called her up in the park, right down McAllen, as a matter of fact, at, uh, what's that, Archer Park, dealing with, you know, ministering to the homeless and stuff. And we were having a service. Power of God hit her so strong. She got up. She says, I never thought it could happen to me. I thought it was fake. But it's not fake. It's real. It's the, it's the realest thing she had ever experienced amen the realist see this natural very temporary it's not you you get into the spirit you are a spirit you understand that right you're not just a talking head like a bobblehead in the car with you know dashboard you're just going through life kind of going like this you know no no you're not just a talking head you're not just a body amen you are a spirit who has a soul which is your mind will and emotions that live in a body this is just temporary amen that's why I said, what well, do I got to get the Holy Ghost? You don't got to. You better. You get to. Amen? Do I have to speak in tongues? Do I have to? No. You don't have to. You get to. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. I mean, you go any country. If you go to any country, you're going to speak their language. Is that right? If you're a citizen of Mexico, what language are you speaking? Spanish. If you're a citizen of, it- of Italy, what language are you speaking? Italian. If you move to Germany, if you're a citizen of Germany, or you live in Germany, what language do you speak? German. If you're a citizen of heaven, what language do you speak? Your heavenly language. Tongues. Amen? I'm just, you know, I, 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 I try to explain things. Simple. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has God touched you this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Does anyone have sickness in their body? If you have sickness in your body, God will heal you. Amen? God will heal you. Anybody have sickness? Hallelujah. Just making sure. Healthy church, Pastor. Healthy church. I like that. Hallelujah. I really felt, though, to pray. I want to pray for your... your, uh, your son and your daughter-in-law. Your youth pastor. I see something happening with the youth. Yeah, come up here. Ushers, come, come help me. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. You are the youth pastors, right? And associate pastors, but youth. Hallelujah. I see something happen with the youth. Don't believe the narrative. That the youth is gone. This whole millennials and Gen Z and they're never going to be. No. They are the sleeping giants. That God has preserved. And they will. You will see. There's going to be a whole other level that the youth walk in. I see that. As you impart. Don't hold back. Impart it. Give everything. They're hungry for it. They know what's real. They know what's fake. They are sick and tired of what's fake. They're sick and tired of it. They don't believe the news. They don't believe all that nonsense. It's garbage. They know. They're watching. And they look to what's real. So as you impart, amen, I believe you're going to see something increase in the youth. A boldness. 
a holy boldness, even as now the holy boldness comes on your life. A holy boldness. Just close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. A holy boldness that then will be imparted into the youth, and they're going to run with the fire. You're going to see the youth raised up like Holy Ghost green berets. Holy Ghost seals. Come on, Navy seals. Holy Ghost! Hallelujah! That's it right there. Hallelujah. Come on, that's okay. Holy Ghost! Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Impartation. Don't hold back. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. 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 Things sometimes we can do is with kids even. We can kind of hold back and not get the fire on them now. Get the fire on your kids now. Amen? We have two boys. Probably from the ages of what, baby? Eight and ten. They've led thousands to the Lord. Can you imagine an eight-year-old walking up in the... We'd be in the hood. I'm talking about like in the dangerous cities of America. And we would see our eight-year-old or ten-year-old son walk up to a six-foot-four, you know, shirtless, almost crazed-looking individual with tattoos tatted like never you believe. And they would simply say, oh, excuse me, sir. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? And if you were to die this very second, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven and you would see tears begin to come down? Someone who looked mean, somebody who looked like they could rip your head off, but a 10-year-old boy with the gospel. And with a holy boldness. Amen? Come on. That's what I see happen with your youth. A holy boldness. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, bring all the kids up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a generation that is going to save America and see Mexico and see the nations, hallelujah, of the world saved. Hallelujah. 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 This is it. These are the ones. What a privilege and honor, Pastor, that you have these chosen. You all understand that God, you're not here by accident. You know that. You're not here by accident. God handpicked you to live now. God, God himself handpicked each and every one of you. Amen? Every one of you. Hallelujah. Let's start down here. Hallelujah. That the power of God would come on you. Just close your eyes. Everybody, close your eyes. This is God touching you. Amen? This is the power of God coming upon you. Hallelujah. This is the power of God. Hallelujah. That God would touch you. Hallelujah. This is the generation. This is the sleeping giants. Amen? Hallelujah. You're going to walk in righteousness. You're going to walk in holiness. You're going to keep yourself pure. Amen? And then, guess what? You're going to have pure power from God. Amen? Yes. And you're going to get it. So close your eyes. Close your eyes. Hallelujah. 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 The power of God come on you now. The power of God. Hallelujah. That God would touch you. That God would touch you. That God would touch you. Come on. Hallelujah. Baby, come up here and, and pray with me with these young girls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We do everything respectfully. Amen. You have to do everything the right way. Hallelujah. Pray with them. Hallelujah. The fire of God. That's it. The fire of God. Come on. That's it. The fire of God. The fire of God. Hallelujah. The fire of God. Hallelujah. 
Fire of God. That's it. Fire of God. Hallelujah. The fire. Fuego. Who's who's this? Who's the parent of this? That's yours. Hallelujah. A fire of the Holy Ghost on this little one. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fill them up. Fill them up. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fill her up. Precious. Hallelujah. Precious. Hallelujah. Fill her up. Fill her up. Fill her up. She'll be a sign and a wonder. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You say, what's that? What's happening? What's that? That's just that's just the power of God. That's just the power of God. That's just the power of God. Amen. Come on. That's just the power of God. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. They got you. Don't worry. They got you. Hallelujah. The power of God. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. The fire. Fuego. 